This is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 109, everybody. Today we thought we'd do a mental health check-in. Seemed like an important thing to do. An important time of year to check in. I need it. (laughs) Um, So basically we've got the holidays coming up we just made it through somewhat through the election here in the u.s times are weird and so we wanted to be of support to you and ourselves and take a moment and talk about our mental health and before i go any further i just need to clarify to get it off my chest that i believe mental health is health Health is mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. True health encompasses all of the areas of health. And so a lot of times we think of physical health when we think of health, but really true health is about mental health as well. And so... So you're saying they're all connected. I'm saying... Because I think when when you said mental health, I was thinking of something completely different. Well, what did um, you think we were talking about today, sweetie? Oh, not that. Well, I think when a person says mental health, you th- or I think about other things, like usually not good things, like people need help. And that would be mental illness is it, what we usually label that I as. I know, but... There's somebody, such a stigma yeah, around mental right. health. It's like, oh, mental health issues. Oh. Right. So but I, really... I, we, I would think that, but I think you're saying they're all connected. Like They're well, all connected. When we say mental health, it's like a, a unifying thing. It's your body and your mind together. Mm-hmm. That, I believe that, but what I'm saying is true health is taking into consideration your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your physical health. That's my opinion. But I also believe that you're so right that when we talk about mental health, and I do think this is slowly changing, but initially when it became like remove the stigma from mental health, those advocates, in my opinion, were saying it's okay to take a pill for your anxiety or depression. And while I'm not saying the opposite of that, I'm just saying that's not really fully removing the stigma, so to speak. To me, truly removing the stigma is to understand that we are all on a spectrum of health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual at all points. And someone doesn't deal with mental health illness or struggles or not. If you are human, you have dealt with a mental health, physical health, emotional health, and spiritual health issue at some point in your life that's just my opinion so so that's been key for me the word spectrum because somehow i've made it in my mind that there's no there's only peaks there's no valleys and when there's a valley it's bad Mm. and working through that with myself and realizing that yes you're on a spectrum yes it goes up yes it goes down and you need all that you need that whole experience you need that full spectrum experience Mm -hmm. to actually enjoy life and enjoy things because you need both ends yeah. I think what can be really damaging though is like this diagnosis or this label. Mm. So I was at a doctor's office many years ago and after I had talked to them, I like looked at this chart and they had labeled me all these things. <laughs> and I was like, we didn't agree on those. You just wrote those down based on some of the things I've told you. Mm. I'm offended personally. <laughs> I think you should have to talk to your patient about this as you share it. And so I think that sometimes we get into our mind, oh, no, 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 I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am anxious. And instead it's like, I'm struggling with this symptom right now or I'm this a, issue. I'm experiencing this right now. I'm experiencing this is my reality right now. In this moment. Uh-huh. But I think we all have. 
I think if we've all been anxious, we've all been somewhat depressed. Some people struggle with it more than others. Mm -hmm. For some people, it can be a very heavy backpack of bricks that they have not uh, found the tools and the healing modalities yet. I think that's my opinion is that they haven't yet, but really I just felt like it was important to share that when we talk about a mental health check-in that every single person, if you're a human being could benefit from this evaluation or that's not even the right word, this, um, willingness to say, am I nurturing my mental health? Am I nurturing my physical health? Am I nurturing my emotional health? And am I nurturing my spiritual health? So you have some points you're going to go through that that fit in with what you just said. Yes. And it's important to note that this list of things I believe can and will help with your mental health, but it's not just, it's not a scorecard. It's not right or wrong. No, no, it's not that. Or or maybe it's a scorecard, but it's also maybe you just need more work in that area. It's not like you're doing bad. That's not what I was going to say at all. What I was going to say is that while I wrote this list thinking about mental health, Mm Of course, doing these things will also help your physical health Hmm. and they will help your spiritual and emotional health because it is not like we are a head separate from a body. All of these things work together. And so that's what I was going to say is if Mm -hmm. you work on one, it'll work on another. So we'll just start with exercise. For instance, Mm -hmm. movement is the word I wrote down because I prefer that word over exercise daily or regular movement. We all know that's good for our physical health. So it's good for your heart health. It's good for your lungs and such. But of course, it's good for your mental health too. So it's not like this list is just going to help one aspect. Our bodies continually are working together. Different parts of our bodies are working together. So one of the items on my list to bring to the awareness is the question, am I moving my body regularly? Because that can really be helpful when it comes to nourishing our health, mental, physical, and otherwise. So that's an example of, it's not just going to be a standalone, anything that you're willing to do. And that's the whole premise. I feel like is like, if I wrote, if I shared journaling, journaling is good for your mental health. Stored emotions that are not processed and felt, I believe lead to physical ailments, dis-ease in the body. Mm -hmm. So once again, as another example of doing something for your mental health, but your physical health benefits like high blood pressure, for instance, Mm -hmm. like being able to manage your emotions and being aware of your state, allowing yourself to see when you're getting worked up and tense and stressed, being able to bring awareness to your thoughts. It works together, of course, with other things like diet and deep breathing all those other things, right? But they all work together. So that's what I'm trying to say by, okay, we're going to talk about this mental health check-in, but do you see how they're all interrelated and your willingness to do some of these things on the list will pay off dividends in other areas, beneficial side effects, if you will. So of course I've already went through and said movement. Um, of course, I have to mention a food diet. So the things you're actually putting into your body. And then of course a thought diet. So it kind of goes back to the stories that you're telling yourself over and over again, what you believe about yourself in the world, um, managing your thought diet, your food diet. And I like to share about a light diet. Mm -hmm. If you have a lot of bright blue lights in your home and the sun has gone down and all those lights are 
on and there's just so much light and the sun is down and your body's supposed to be starting to produce melatonin, but it can't because there's so much blue light and you have a screen right next to your face and you don't know how to turn it down. And all of these things contribute to your light diet, which affect your mood and your physical health as well, because sleep is when we heal. And if you're not producing melatonin, then your body's not able to get into that healing mode as quickly. So when I bring up diet, I of course like to cover not just food, not just thought, but a light diet as well. And that light diet would consist of just getting outside or, or also managing the light that you're exposed to. Great question. So for starters, getting morning sunlight mm-hmm. is really important. It sets your circadian clock for the day. So if you can get outside and get some morning sun on your skin, not through a car window, not through a house window. Oh, I was going to ask Dang you that. this morning I got up with, um, the, uh, our, our, our puppy and I just set it on the, on the chair and I, the light was coming in from outside and I was thinking how good it felt just looking at, into the light and into the sun and journaling. Then I thought if you were awake, you would have said to me, this doesn't count. <laughs> it counts for your spiritual health, <laughs> your emotional health and probably your mental health, but not my light diet, but your physical health. From what I've learned, there's like a filter, a UV there's definitely filters, UV filters yeah. in our windows. Yeah. yeah. So you could put the window down and sit in the, on your comfortable couch with the heat on with the window down, could just go get your butt outside. Um, but yeah, that morning light exposure is huge. And then also being cognizant of the light you're exposing yourself to once the sun goes down. Those are two key things. I also prefer incandescent light bulbs. They're becoming more and more hard to find, but they emit a much lower amount of blue light. So just light for thought. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So just to kind of wrap that up, I don't just think of diet as food. I think of your thought diet, your light diet, and your food diet. Moving on from that, from the physical standpoint is of course your gut health. We would be silly to pass this one up because it's so huge for immune health and mental health. Of course, that's a big part of what we share is that serotonin, those other feel good neurotransmitters we all crave are not made in our head. They're made in our gut, at least 70% or more. And so, um, great ways to nourish your gut health or to reduce your sugar consumption, reduce your processed food consumption, increase your fruit and vegetable um, consumption. And then of course, some sort of fermented food or high quality probiotic. May we suggest lifted Mm -hmm. naturals for different mood formulated probiotics. Um, so gut health is huge for mental health and physical health. It's another amazing example of the, um, mind body connection that it's not just a separate compartment. Oh, I go over here to talk to this doctor about my body and this doctor to talk about my head Mm -hmm. um, and my brain and my mind. But instead they're so connected. We would be silly willies if we didn't recognize how connected these are. And the gut brain connection is a very good example of that. All right. Am I keeping rolling? Keep rolling. please. All right. (laughs) Please. Uh, Next on the list is fresh air. So it kind of goes with that idea of the sunlight exposure on your skin to your eyes in the morning, but also just fresh air. When we're inside all day, we're breathing in a lot more toxins and different things from cleaning materials and even just the air gets stale. And so by being outside, we're breathing in fresh air. And I believe that that is really good for our mental and physical health. 
Um, if you're going to be outside, you might as well try to get some skin exposed to the sun so you can knock that out. And if you want to be a real overachiever, kick off your shoes, pull off your socks and put your feet on the earth. Then you are really overachieving because you're getting those grounding, um, vibrations. Do you have any science behind that? Yeah. Um, you were big into grounding a few years ago and I, what was supportive, but I was like, Whatever. I was supportive. How did you support me in my grounding endeavors? Didn't give you a hard time about it. Mm, you give me a hard time about a lot of things. I so do. what does that mean? I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me a while to catch up. Um, but I was aware of the, of the concept of a Faraday cage, which Faraday was a scientist that studied, um, electricity with all like, uh, electromagnetical electromagnetic properties of electricity and one of the things he invented was the faraday cage which allows um or it eliminates um radio frequencies or or emfs so it's like a cage that goes around you that's grounded and if any emfs come it just shields you from them mm-hmm. recently i heard zach bush talking about your body's a natural faraday cage when you ground mm. so when you take your feet and put it in in the ground and grass and sand and whatever doesn't have to be in, right? On, is on or near in, yeah. that you actually are making your body a Faraday cage and you are not exposed to EMFs or any other magnetic frequencies. Mm-hmm. He also talks about green, grounding mats and yeah, like mattress pads or something. I have a mm-hmm. grounding mat that I sometimes mm-hmm. plug in. will take my socks off and put my feet on that mm-hmm. when I'm trying to, sometimes I'll do stretches or just even if I'm working at my laptop. Uh, so yeah, that is good too. Is the puppy around here chewing? Like it. She's in the other room. These mics are so sensitive. I yeah. thought she was right underneath us. <laughs> okay. Um, next on the list. So I'm going to skip doing the like mini product highlight or whatever I sometimes do because I feel like I've already mentioned it. Gut health is huge for mental health. We have four different probiotics. You guys know about it. You've heard us talk about it. We are here to help you live a lifted life onward with the show. Next point connection so we are wired for connection we are wired and designed to connect with one another and to ignore that is foolish and i won't allow of it any longer to was it your was it your phone it was vibrating was it reminding you to tap into how you're feeling in the moment (laughs) i'm gonna jack you up (laughs) sorry i thought it was the puppy uh connection with people we love (laughs) So, um, we're wired for connection. Let's stop pretending that we're not, um, and find ways to connect with people because that is a big part of why we're here. And last but not least on my list is creativity and expression, because that is, in my opinion, another reason we are here. We all have unique gifts. We have things that we're really good at and things that we don't prefer to do. And it's so varied amongst us that it's, it's wild. Like the things you're good at mm-hmm. are the things I'm terrible at mm-hmm. and vice versa. And it's mm-hmm. so cool to see a person step into those gifts of expression because I really do think that's part of why we're here. It's part of our purpose. It's part of our, our reason for being is connected to what we love to do and what lights us up. And it kind of reminds me of a conversation I had recently with a friend who was trying to decide how to move forward in her business. And I could tell she had a very strong belief of, well, that that's the work compartment. It's hard. And over here is 
the, the stuff I love. Well, that's just for fun. But you could see that the stuff that she put in the just for fun compartment were things that really lit her up and mm-hmm. energized her. There was a palpable energy. And then over here, it's like, well, that's just for work. And it had this serious heavy. And I truly believe that when we are tapping into our gifts, when we're tapping into what really lights us up, that is the best way to be of service. So if you can combine those two in some way, it doesn't always have to be the most direct combination, but just basically our creativity and our expression are part of why we are here. And if you are struggling with your mental health on some level, um, I would challenge you to um, evaluate if you are being expressive enough with your gifts and your passions, because if not, that will definitely bring down the ship a bit on the mental health side. Do you have something to say about that? You rolled your sleeves up. I rolled my sleeves up. Um, I was thinking about all the points that you listed, and these are things that we have found useful, things that we have done that we do frequently. I, I won't say I do all of them daily, but I've done all of them before and that with many times. Yesterday I realized um, I wanted to go to a coffee shop. In the past, I would say to myself, I want to go to the coffee shop. Then I would ask you, do you want to go to a coffee shop? And then I would sit around and be irritated because you didn't or it wasn't important to you. But I never said, um, hey, this is important to me. I want to go do this. So no wonder that I would get frustrated because I didn't have that clear of communication. Taking another step backwards, for as long as I can remember, I never liked going to like a restaurant alone. I never liked going to a place alone. I had this really insecure, anxious feeling of this person that's alone. And I, I, I never could do it. So I was practicing two things yesterday. I was thinking, I want to be direct to what I want to do. And secondly, I'm going to do something that's not in my comfort zone is being alone in a um, open space. That makes sense? Uh, yes. So this morning... Um, I was kind of reflecting on what I had had done the day before and I had told you I want to go to coffee shop or I told you I'm going, you're welcome to come with me, but I'm going and you had already had other plans, which was fine. So I went alone to a coffee shop and never crossed my mind once that you're alone in a coffee shop and you should be anxious, nervous, feel weird because you're an outsider. I, I don't know all these things that were going on in my head. Had a great time, got a lot of work done, got home and I realized that somehow... I've lost that that ability to to be um, anxious in public. <laughs> lost that ability. Like That's it's an odd way to put it. I know, but it's completely gone. Like I never crossed my mind, and I was kind of recounting like what changed. Well, lots of things have changed. A lot of things, right? A lot of things, but definitely this list is part of it. Mm-hmm. Like doing these things. There's an awareness of the mm-hmm. thought. So maybe the thought would have come up, but you have an awareness of it. Like, oh, that's just a thought. Yeah. You, you can be the watcher of the thought without identifying as the thought. So like maybe there's a tiny chance that the idea popped up. There's also another chance that what we practice is what we get good at. And you've gotten so good at practicing this thought that it's, it's lovely to be alone for a bit. It's, yeah. it's great to have this time to myself. And so it's about paving new neural pathways. Mm-hmm. Once you practice a new thought, thoughts get paved, right? And then it becomes like a highway in our mind to think a thought. So the old thought was a highway. 
this is scary. People are judging me. What do they make it mean? I guess I'm lonely. I yeah. guess I'm a weirdo. I guess yeah. people think I couldn't even get anybody to come here with me. Exactly. Yeah. Some weird thoughts that are not rooted in truth, but just a story. And now you have a new thought. It's an honor to be alone with myself. I'm a great di- coffee date. I'm a sovereign being. I can be by myself. I'm <laughs> proud of myself. I'm proud of who I am. Yeah. I don't have anything to prove. So I, I guess my point was that after you go on this list, I'm realizing that that's what I got from doing this list. These are the the um, results I got by doing these things. Yeah, it's a and ripple it was gradual. effect. Yeah. It wasn't like I woke up one morning and could do it. As you're breaking this list, I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder I could do these things. So part of that was thought. Part yeah. of it was a thought awareness. And then also number seven, which I didn't even read numbers, so forget that I just said seven, um, creativity and expression. Mm-hmm. There is an expression of your truth. This is what I want. So often we hope that people will perceive what we want. They'll pick up on what we're putting down without mm-hmm. actually saying it. So like it was really healthy of you to express this is what I'm doing without any um, weird expectations. It was just an agreement. Here's what I'm doing. You can come with me or not. So mm-hmm. there's several. And then also the connection. So the connection to yourself. And I kind of wrote down um this, which I forgot to go into. I said, we are designed for connection, relationships, human interaction. Uh, we are literally wired for it, but I, I didn't just write other people. I also wrote, um, spirit and ourselves. So call it what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. God, universe, source, spirit, soul, angels. I don't care. Um, but that connection to something greater than ourself, but also then is ourself potentially the self the highest self. Mm-hmm. So whether you see that as two separate things, um, the highest self, um, you know, the Christian sense is that it's the Holy spirit and then God. And basically however you want to word it, this connection, this deeper connection, uh, is really an amazing source of peace for me as well. Whenever I'm allowing myself to surrender to, um, the greater purpose that is unfolding for me and not to me, um, especially if you're someone who struggles with anxiety, which is generally um, a fear of something happening out in the future that you can't control. If you really relax into this feeling of okayness, like whatever happens is okay. I'm divinely guided and supported and loved. And I have all of the resources and guidance that I need. Um, That is also under the realm of connection in my book. And and that has been very nourishing for my mental health as well. So I appreciate you sharing that story. Like you said, it's not just one little thing like, well, I got fresh air every day for 10 days in a row mm-hmm. and then I went by myself yeah. and it was all good. But instead, a culmination of nourishing your yourself and then being able to do something outside the realm of what you ever thought would be possible. Not just that you did it, but you didn't even think about doing it. Yeah. Um, because you've been committed to, uh, this personal growth journey. So appreciate you sharing that. Anything else you wanted to share about that or something else we didn't cover? How long have we been talking? We're on the 23 minute mark. Okay. Sometimes I can't see cause there's a glare on the, it's good. It's good. <laughs> what? You got something? Yeah, I got something. Another piece, um, when you talk about the mental health aspect, a lot of, times I don't always um, relate with anxiety I think I relate more with what I would call depression I guess 
And every time I try to describe it, it sounds very bad. <laughs> I, like having this feeling of emptiness, of nothingness, like nothing matters, nothing exists. Um, and I think we've talked about it several times. And oftentimes after it's over, I realize the reason it felt so bad so long is because I resisted it the whole time mm -hmm. and thought this shouldn't be. Instead of saying it's okay that right now I feel like nothing. I feel nothing. I remember talking to my mentor about it. Like it feels like the word suicidal and I feel like that's a very hot word. And I don't mean to like disrespect anybody that actually has suicidal tendencies. That's not what I'm saying. But when mm -hmm. I describe it, those are the only words I have is that I feel like nothing exists. There's like no purpose to go on. Right on the other edge mm -hmm. of there's nothing exists is that everything, everything exists, exists all yeah. at the same time. And it's like this oneness, this connection that we have to everything. And so I think that what you, it feels like what you've brought an awareness to is that um, it's okay to feel this way because I am now a human living a human experience, mm -hmm. but my true self is spirit mm -hmm. and it's kind of uncomfortable to be a human. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say is that. <laughs> <laughs> but once you end, but once you can like lighten the load. Well, it's so hard to, to talk about because um, like I don't have the words for it and it always comes across like it's just like really creepy. Like, does he need help? And right. it's like, no, it's not like that. It's just like I don't have any better words. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that to me that all stems from that you're having a human experience mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard to put to words when you have a really, really lovely, deep joy filled experience. That's like, there's no words for it, but there's mm -hmm. also this absence of the love, not because the love left, but because we pinched ourselves off from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it can be hard to even express that, but mm -hmm. that's because in our opinions, like, we are now in human form and sometimes my, my opinion, I'm not going to speak on your behalf here. We get so absorbed in our human reality that we've disconnected ourselves from the truth, which is that we are love and light and joy. Mm -hmm. And so when we're really struggling with a very dark, deep depression or a very scattered, intense anxiety, it is because we have failed to remember our true essence, the truth of, of being so deeply connected um, beyond even our wildest imagination to the, this loving energy. So it's a strong disconnect. But once again, people that feel this way are not, in my book, suddenly ill with a mental illness. Mm -hmm. They are human on a spectrum of various emotions and sometimes symptoms, but that's very normal. And instead of making it to mean something that's very bad, I think if we can be a little more gentle with ourselves, we can see that it's, it's okay. It's still okay. Yeah. I like the word you use there because that does fit that, um, when you feel like nothingness that everything's on the other side and mm -hmm. you're, you're there, you're, you're there, you're, you're on the border and you're ready. Any moment you're going to feel better and you're going to feel 
just the opposite of that sensation. Well, and I feel like I connect with that feeling of everythingness a lot. I'll Mm -hmm. walk past someone on the street. I tried saying this to you in the car and it came out really weird. And now I'm trying to do it on the podcast and it's going to be just as weird. But like I see someone pass and I realize I, I, I just as easily could have been them. In some ways I am them. Yeah. Like their humanity and my humanity are one and the same. Mm-hmm. And like, it's this really wild feeling of almost going with them. Maybe it's an energy thing. Maybe it's an empath thing, but mm-hmm. it's that awareness of our connection is that we are all so deeply connected mm-hmm. and just on the other side of nothingness is, is everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you are struggling with, um, your health, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual, hopefully, uh, some of these insights from our experiences are useful to you. I think it's also important to note that it is totally okay to ask for help We've talked on the podcast before about what you make that mean. If you make it mean that asking for help is a sign of weakness or um, you don't willingly receive, you're more of a giver and it's very uncomfortable to receive, then it can be hard to ask for help and just bringing some loving awareness to these uh, thoughts, knowing that thoughts are just thoughts and you don't have to believe them and you can think a new thought. Um Hopefully there will be some relief for you on the other side of a brand new thought. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you and we'll see you next week.